Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Better grab a mic. I am so excited. Omar has always deserved to be in the finale. From the moment that we heard him, we knew Omar was so special. And pack a bag. You're not crazy. Whatever this is, it's real. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, December 13th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Golden Globe Award nominations were announced Monday, and The Banshees of Inna Sharon leads all films with eight, including Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy, and for lead actor Colin Farrell. Behind it with six nods is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Joining both of them in the Best Musical Comedy category are Babylon, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and Triangle of Sadness. Best Drama nominees are Avatar The Way of Water, Elvis, The Fablemans, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. That movie star, Tom Cruise, did not receive a Best Actor nomination, but he is nominated as a producer. I spoke with EW Executive Editor Clarissa Cruz and Senior Movies Editor Joshua Rothkoff on our Awardist podcast about the Cruise snub. Have a listen. Something interesting here is that <laughs> Brennan Fraser very publicly has said he will not attend the Globes because yeah. of his uh, own personal history uh, with them and his uh, allegations against a, a member of the Hollywood mm-hmm. Foreign Press uh, for groping him. Uh, on the other hand, Tom Cruise very publicly gave back his Golden Globes after uh, you know the scandal broke uh, about the HFPA uh, two years ago. So is it odd to still nominate one and not the other? I mean, I don't think they're at the same level in the competition. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I think Tom, Tom, if Oscar, speaking of Oscars, I, I think Tom Cruise could make the bracket, but I don't think he's a shoe in the way Brendan Fraser feels like. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that it's as much of an omission um, given the state of the Best Actor race. But you know, that said, in the, uh, it, I mean. I guess it depends on which which category it would have been in, but it just seems like there uh, there there would have been a slot and and in yeah. if if he hadn't given them back, then maybe they they would have and they still nominated the the picture. Well, you can listen to the full episode of the Awardist featuring nominees Eddie Redmayne and Dolly DeLeon wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. On the TV front, Abbott Elementary scored the most Golden Globe nominations with five, followed by The White Lotus, which picked up four for its second season, including Jennifer Coolidge, who we revealed Monday as our Entertainer of the Year. Here she is talking a bit about her surprising 2022. When you're acting for a long time, sometimes it does sort of, you get on a train and you're just riding this train for a long time. So when it changes and all of a sudden something like this happens, you're sort of in a state of shock and you're like, oh my God, you know, I hope, uh, I hope I can do this justice. 2022 for me has been an explosion of 
many surprises and they were all good and they it's like a, a, a fireworks that when one you know one caught fire to the next fire and it's just cherry bombs sparklers i mean the year just kept getting better and better you know white lotus and then that led to the watcher and um white lotus too i mean it just kept topping itself i don't know like it's just it's, it's all dreamy it's all so dreamy well, speaking of dreamy, Coolidge's friend and spot-on impersonator Ariana Grande interviewed her for that cover story. Be sure to check that out at EW.com, along with celebrity tributes to our nine other entertainers, including Harry Styles, Lizzo, Jeremy Allen White, and the casts of Abbott Elementary and Top Gun Maverick. In other news, RuPaul's Drag Race has found the new home for its season 15 premiere date and beyond. New episodes of RuPaul's Emmy-winning reality competition show will debut January 6th on MTV, moving from the main series' longtime network home of VH1, where it's lived since season 9 in 2017. Little else has been announced regarding season 15, other than the news that the upcoming stretch will include the show's 200th episode, as well as another season of the program's companion series, Untucked. And after 13 years and hundreds of queens in the workroom, Drag Race will expand its high-heeled footprint even further around the world with a new global all-Stars international competition set to premiere on Paramount Plus in the near future. And RuPaul's secret celebrity drag race has been renewed for a third season on VH1 after giving drag makeovers to stars including Vanessa Williams, AJ McLean, Taylor Dane, and more across its first two installments. And some cancellations to tell you about. Minx is going out of print at HBO Max. The comedy series about the creation of a 1970s pornographic magazine for women has been canceled by the streaming platform, reversing a previous season two renewal. HBO Max also intends to remove the show's first season from its offerings. The cancellation reportedly came as Minx was on the verge of wrapping production on its second season, and producer Lionsgate Television has indicated it will be looking for a new home for the show. HBO Max is also pulling Westworld and The Nevers from the platform. HBO recently canceled Westworld, while this news about Joss Whedon's The Nevers marks its official cancellation. The streamer has also canceled the anthology series Love Life. And Stars has reversed its decision to renew the recently premiered period drama Dangerous Liaisons for a second season. The eight-episode first season will continue to air as planned. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. All right, we're kicking things off today with a three for three. Three shows at number three, the midseason finales of the FBI franchise. On FBI International, an American model in Milan mysteriously dies, and Vogue goes undercover to solve the mystery. Then, on FBI Most Wanted, three prosecutors are assassinated outside a bar in a small town, and the team is called in to investigate. But before both of those, on FBI, a teen arrives at the FBI headquarters with a bag of fentanyl and needs protection from a group of conmen. And Nina has an odd proposal for Scola. Here's a preview of the action. Put the bag on the ground. Whoa, 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 wait, that's fentanyl. If that bag rips, we're all dead. This is a pretty crazy story. Well, I mean, it's probably true. We're gonna go set up an undercover buy. You got more players entering the plaza. Feels like a setup. Well, a lot to take in tonight. You can watch the fall season finales of FBI at 8, 
FBI International at 9 and FBI Most Wanted at, you guessed it, 10 o'clock on CBS. It's trivia time. The FBI teams on the three CBS shows have a lot of work on their hands, solving the mysterious cases behind the most notorious of criminals. And the Real Life Bureau actually has its own motto. Did you know that? I didn't. Well, what do you think it is? Fidelity, bravery, integrity. Fight, build, investigate. Or fearless, bond, inspire. Stick around for the answer. We are traveling through time for our next pick, the series debut of Kindred. The new FX drama series explores themes of race, family, and culture as we meet Dana James, played by Mallory Johnson. After she moves to Los Angeles, she begins involuntarily time traveling, being pulled back and forth between the present and 1815. First, unsure, naturally, of why she's being brought to a plantation, she begins to learn her family's deep-rooted connections to the location and the people who live and work there. And once she gains control of her realities, Dana decides to confront her family's secrets head-on. Here's a preview. Sounds like you were just sleepwalking. This has never happened before. Hmm. Can be caused by sleep deprivation, stress. <laughs> you know? What is this? Am I dreaming? Is this a dream? The day, the year. Tell me the year. 1815. We just heard a lot of screaming. Is everything okay in there? How long was I gone? Less than a minute, not even seconds. It felt like I was gone for an hour. I know how this sounds. Am I crazy? Surprise. You're not crazy. Whatever this is, it's real. Really interesting premise here. It's based on Octavia E. Butler's acclaimed novel of the same name. Kindred will take you on a journey of exploration with plenty of twists and turns along the way. Catch the series debut of Kindred on Hulu. All episodes are streaming now. All right, folks, don't go anywhere like time traveling. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch, we'll be right back. Hey, everyone, I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, 
their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuitsandjam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. We're ready to belt our heart out for our number one pick today, the season finale of The Voice. Team Gwen is sadly out of the running, so that leaves Team Blake, which has three singers on it and lots of bees. There's Blake, of course, but then his singers, Bryce, Braden, and Bodie. Team Camila has Morgan, and Team John has Omar. Now, each performer has their own unique style and voice, making the choice as difficult as ever for America to vote and pick a winner. Each singer has seen growth throughout the weeks of competition. Here's Blake on his team member, Bodie, and his strengths going into the finale. Bodie! We all know that you have this absurd amount of talent and this knowledge of music and what you want to do and how to put it together, but I want America to know what's in this guy's heart. This is a good dude standing up here right now. I'm glad your kids have you to look up to, dude. You're a good man. Thank you. I'm in the finale. Crazy. This is why we all come on the show, is to get to this point, and everyone's just been so over the moon excited for me. I mean, this is a huge deal for my family, so we're all just really excited. I'm feeling the support. Congratulations. This is, hey, let's go do it. There's nothing else to sit like. Everybody goes home next week. You know, Bodie knows exactly who he wants to be as an artist, and he's done it this entire competition. He's never, ever wavered. The sky is the limit for this guy. Well, who will be named The Voice and receive a recording contract? Watch to find out on the season 22 finale of the show tonight at 9 on NBC. Trivia. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. What is the FBI's motto? Fidelity, bravery, integrity, fight, build, investigate, or fearless, bond, inspire? Well, as much as you might think it's the one that has the word investigate in it, it's not. It is fidelity, bravery, integrity. According to FBI.gov, quote, the FBI's motto may be traced to a brief comment by Inspector W.H. Drain Lester, the editor of the employee magazine The Investigator, in September 1935, which represents what the Bureau stands for in real life and on the CBS shows. That is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.